How do we even follow that? I don't know. <laughs> we had an epic two-part 100th episode, and here we are for episode 101. Which will be normal. Very normal. And since we're starting recording at 1030 at night, Justine, I apologize. It might be a little short. <laughs> Welcome back to Prosecco Theory. Thanks for finding your way back. Oh, how are you feeling? You've been busy as fuck. Mm-hmm. A little tired, but this Prosecco, as well as the margarita we had before, is bringing me life. We finished off the birthday margaritas <laughs> that were made for my son's ninth like, birthday, by the way. Your son's birthday margaritas. That's right. Starting them young. He did not drink, but we had a great birthday weekend. Thank you for being part of it. Sure. I appreciate that when you throw a kid party, it's just a party for everyone. I mean, it's me. <laughs> you met me. Yes, That's I how have. we do believe we have met once or twice. <laughs> Indeed. Do we have any business to cover before uh, we jump right into this? Just the business of this bullshit weather we're having. Well, that business does lead right into this. I know. Clever, um, wasn't it? Wah-ah. What was that sound? <laughs> <laughs> Not sure. Don't know. Not questioning anything <laughs> anymore. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, it has been off and on little bits of sun trying to break through and then just Pouring. Pouring constantly. So much fucking rain. We were just talking about this last night at a Little League meeting because it's the rainiest spring that any of us can remember in a long time. And we have had so many games canceled due to rainouts. It's just ridiculous. I think I read the other day that in the first week of May in Seattle, we got more rain than we normally get the entire month. And that's coming Mm -hmm. off a super rainy April. Yep. There seems to be no end in sight. And that is frustrating because I'm ready for some fucking summer. It's funny. We did have one sunny day. It was like a weekend or two ago. Actually, it was on Mother's Day. Mother's Day was pretty sunny. Yeah. And I had all this energy to do some stuff in the yard and some stuff around the house and get a bunch of stuff done that had been lingering. And I was thinking, wow, I found a little burst of energy there. That's good. But then when the rain returned, it was like, and I just want to get back on my couch. Mm Mm-hmm. And after two years of all the bullshit we've all been through, everybody's been hibernating for so long. And Mm -hmm. then to have this kind of never-ending winter, you know, it's gotten a little warmer, but it's still fucking wet and gray. And yes, it's Seattle and we live here, we know, but it's been extra. And so it feels like we should be able to kind of come out of that funk by now. But well, we think, don't get to. I think people think that because we live in Seattle, we should be used to it or... We're still human. <laughs> yeah, so that... <laughs> we're I not mean, plants. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about seasonal affective disorder. Yes. AKA sad. How clever. Sad. I was saying to Michelle, I thought we should talk about it because I think that there are people that feel kind of a lack of motivation and feel kind of depressed because of this horrific weather pattern that we're in. Mm -hmm. But also, I know there's some people that think that seasonal affective disorder is bullshit. What is it really? So let's dig into it. I have a theoretical No, I have a hypothetical question, I suppose. Maybe it's rhetorical because I don't know. I'm not sure you can answer it, but are the people people saying that it's bullshit, the same people that say depression isn't real, you don't need medication, you just need to put on some running shoes and get out there and change your life and better yourself and whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't like those people. No, fuck them. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I imagine that those people are more inclined to think it's bullshit. 
But yeah. um, that I just means know. they don't have it. Well, so let's define it in case someone doesn't know what seasonal affective disorder is. Okay. As a qualifier, because we started this knowing that there are people who do not believe in this, right? I wanted to make sure we found some very reputable sources for this information. So the two medical articles that we have are from the Mayo Clinic and Johns Hopkins. So legit, big time medical sources. Go ahead. Okay, so this is from Johns Hopkins. It says, seasonal affective disorder or SAD is a type of depression It happens during certain seasons of the year, most often fall or winter. It is thought that shorter days and less daylight may trigger a chemical change in the brain, leading to symptoms of depression. Light therapy and antidepressants can help treat SAD. Is having Prosecco together considered light therapy? Ooh. I feel like it's helpful. (laughs) I think that they mean an actual light source, but I like it. (laughs) They don't mean like easy therapy. (laughs) I thought they meant like, you know, a little bit of therapy. Therapy light. Like just talk to someone a little bit. (laughs) Like the box that gives you the UV rays. I mean, because if somebody said you need some heavy therapy, you know what that means. Well, that's true. That's true. But no, I don't think that's what that means in this case. I like it, though. What are those lamps called? People call them happy lamps, but you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they're like light boxes. I don't... Do they have a name? Well, I think they're special lamps because they're not just light. They emit like UV right. rays as Let's well. Let's Google it. That's one thing I question. I believe in SAD. I don't know if those lamps actually help. Uh-huh. We have some research on that. Oh, do Hold we? on. Oh, let's see. Champagne gold happy light. <laughs> I like champagne wow. and gold. So. I know. Bright health mood and energy light. Light therapy lamp. It's happy all light. in the marketing. I think it's just a light therapy lamp. I don't know. But from the Mayo Clinic, it says, generally the light box should provide an exposure to 10,000 lux of light. Okay. I don't know what that means. And produce as little UV light as possible. Okay. Yeah. It's unexpected. I did not know that. (laughs) It's saying that it mimics outdoor light. It's thought that this type of light may cause a chemical change in the brain that lifts your mood and eases other symptoms of SAD, such as being tired most of the time and sleeping too much. Something I found really interesting from this Mayo Clinic article is that because of less sunlight, which if you're in a place closer to the equator, it doesn't change as much, right? Your amount of daylight stays the same-ish or closer to the same throughout the year. But as you get farther from the equator, Mm -hmm. like here in the winter, it gets dark before 4.30. And in summer, well, I say summer, but mid-June, it's not really summer in Seattle yet. (laughs) At the start of summer, the longest day of the year, it gets dark at what, 10, 10, 15? Yeah. So we've got like a six-hour swing. And then you go farther north, you go to Alaska, and they've got, you know, they've got 30 days a night. They made a great fucking vampire movie about that. You probably haven't seen that, have you? I haven't, but I (laughs) I have been in Alaska during the opposite. Me too. When they hardly have any dark. It's crazy. That fucks with your mind, too, because it's hard to go to bed for the evening, even if you're tired, when it's light out. So you'll be up till like three in the morning, and then the sun just kind of dips and comes Exactly. That's exactly right. You don't get very much sleep. When I was... 17, I was on a cruise with my family and that's exactly what happened. And of course, you're on a cruise ship. So when you want it to be dark in your room, it can be fucking dark, right? Right. But of course, I'm 17. And so I was up all night with other teenagers I met on the boat. And literally that at 3 or 3.30 in the morning, we watched the sun dip down below the horizon. And five minutes later, it was back. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Obviously, that's going to fuck with your circadian rhythms a bit. So that's one of the things this Mayo Clinic article is talking about that less sunlight affects is your biological clock or your circadian rhythms. 
symptoms and it decreases your serotonin levels and it increases your melatonin levels. So when you have less sunlight, your body is producing less of the happy be awake hormones and more is melatonin a hormone? Yeah, it's a sleep related hormone according to this. So it gives you more of that. Yeah. It makes sense that with less sunlight, all of those things together would make you more tired. Yeah, this article says the body naturally makes more melatonin when it's dark. So when the Mm -hmm. days are shorter and darker, more melatonin is made. That kind of makes sense to me because in the winter, I mean, once it's dark at like 4.30, yeah. it's like 6.30 and I feel like I could go sit in my bed and watch a show or something. Yeah. But in the summer, oh, we might eat dinner in two hours, you know? Totally. Yeah. I was just thinking the other day, because of course now it's, we're a month from the solstice. We're a month from the longest day of the year. And I was making dinner for my kids after seven, which normally they're fed by then. Right. And I was shocked that it was after seven. It's hard to adjust to. So for the people who think that it's not a real thing, what is their justification for that? Well, I don't know. There were a couple articles I found trying to like show both sides of that, right? Mm -hmm. And again, trying to find legitimate scientific and non-biased sources, right? It's not like antidepressantsareali.com or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So I have an article from Time that is saying, yes, it's real. And I have two articles, one from Scientific American and one from The Conversation, which is an independent nonprofit media outlet in Australia that has been shown to have really low bias and high factual reporting. Okay. And both of these are referencing a CDC survey that was done in like, I think, 2006 that they're saying is showing that there's no seasonal difference. Did it say who the population was for those surveys? It was 34,000 adults over the course of the year in the U.S., It didn't say geographic location, though. It was all over the country. Okay. But but it seems like it was not entirely, I mean, it wasn't focused on SAD. Mm Mm-hmm. They were extrapolating, I think. It says that they used various models to confirm associations between the experience of depression and variables such as age, gender, education, employment, and marital status. And it found that there were no associations between depression and season, latitude, a combination of the two, or sunlight exposure, which is interesting. Well, what about if it's not necessarily depression, but just a feeling of like fatigue and exhaustion? The definition I read earlier, it said seasonal affective disorder is a type of depression. It's qualifying it that way. So could it be seasonal affective disorder if you're just like fatigued and unmotivated and all that? But it sounds like it's specifically a form of depression because there might be people that are willing to concede that during those darker winter months, you are lower on energy and things like that, but not willing to concede that it is a trigger for depression. Yeah. Well, maybe it's depression adjacent. I don't know. It says that the symptoms are feeling listless, sad, or down most of the day, nearly every day, losing interest in activities you once enjoyed, having low energy and feeling sluggish, having problems with sleeping too much, experiencing carbohydrate cravings, overeating and weight gain. I must have sad year round. (laughs) No, I was just going to say, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Having difficulty concentrating, feeling hopeless, worthless or guilty, having thoughts of not wanting to live. So obviously some of those are more extreme. Interestingly, I did not know this. There are two different types of seasonal affective disorder. There's the fall and winter. Okay. And then there's spring and summer. How are they different? Well, I would imagine that spring and summer would be harder to define if the whole thing's kind of based on lack of light. 
right? Mm -hmm. I know that it's a lot less common. It's pretty rare. It says that symptoms specific to summer onset are trouble sleeping or insomnia. So maybe because it's light out longer, you're going to have trouble sleeping. Okay. Poor appetite, weight loss, agitation or anxiety, and increased irritability. So it's pretty opposite, actually. So Mm -hmm. maybe that's somebody whose body is more adjusted to or craves the darker situation. Mm -hmm. And then when it's lighter out, they struggle. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but it's definitely more rare. Do you think any of this could be impacted by what I'll call the relatively recent change in the structure of our lifestyle? Historically, we didn't live and die by an alarm clock, having to be at work at a certain time, trying to be in bed by a certain time, whatever. And when I say we, I don't mean like us specifically, I mean the human race. Humans, yeah. (laughs) It used to be more heavily impacted by, you know, what is that saying? Make hay while the sun shines or whatever. I don't know, farm girl, you tell me. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, people would base their sleep schedules on what the... The harvest. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Okay, that's not where I was going. But what I'm saying is that it's not unusual for me now to set my alarm for 4.30 so I can make a six o'clock flight or, you know, go to bed at 1.30 because I'm ridiculous and watching a show on TV or whatever. And so doom scrolling. Do you think that we could be triggering this or creating this ourselves by messing with our sleep schedule sort of artificially? Absolutely. Yeah. This article from Time quotes Dr. David Kerr, who's an associate professor of psychology at Oregon State University. And he's saying that it's not necessarily all about sunlight, that it's possible that modern lifestyles just don't dovetail with the ways our bodies were built to handle shorter, colder days. My God, I'm an intuitive scientist. Is that a thing? Sure. (laughs) Yes. Let's go with it. It sounds like the thing I just said was actually said by Dr. Alex Korb. (laughs) Who agrees with Dr. David Kerr, but Alex Korb is an adjunct assistant professor at UCLA. So anyway. Good proper um, citation. mm -hmm, Thank you. He's saying that we may have evolved to be less active in the winter in order to save energy, like animals that hibernate. But the fact that our work and sleep habits don't change from summer to winter might help to explain your melancholy. We should have done some research on hibernation. We should have done research? Is that is that a thing that we're supposed to do for this? Because I googled for about 10 minutes. <laughs> I thought you were putting emphasis on the we. And oh, no. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> You've been very busy. I, no, 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 no. That um, was not calling you out. No. Isn't that kind of a weird thing, though, if you think about it? Well, not all animals hibernate. Some do, obviously. I can't decide if it's weird or amazing. (laughs) I think it's both. Could you imagine? That is an and, not a but. (laughs) Sleeping, having to do nothing else but stay warm and sleep for months. For like four months. Uh, No, I couldn't. Mm. I'm too fucking social. (laughs) I'd be like, I'm bored in here. What if someone was sleeping next to you? (laughs) Yeah, okay. That'd be all right. Just Uh, cuddle up for the whole winter. Oh, I didn't say that. but I did. Do you ever notice like in dating too that it seems like dating activity and app activity slows way down in the winter months? Yes. It's like a graveyard (laughs) January and February. But once it starts to get nice Mm -hmm. out and the sun starts to come out a little, all of a sudden people are people have energy again. Spring fever and wanting to date and the apps are like super busy and a bunch of new people are joining and I think you're totally right, yes. 
And in the last few years, we've learned the term cuffing season, which just always cracks me up because it sounds way kinkier than it is. Because it's just like that last bit of fall before winter when all you want to do is hibernate, right? right? And you're trying to find your person to like hunker down with, like to cuff yourself to for the winter. That's right. We cuffing season. On our prior episode. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to reach back in my memory. I can't remember which one it was. Season. Cuffing season. Sounds more fun than that, but you know. I mean, not that hunkering down for the winter doesn't sound fun. But. Sure. I mean, you and your hibernation partner can do whatever you want with those cuffs once you attach them to each other. Ooh, I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're totally right, though. I, I always noticed every time that winter rolled around, you're like, oh. and I didn't want to do it either. Also, with the holidays, everybody's busy. And it's not just new activity on the apps. It's old flames as well. I was joking a couple months ago. I think I was poloing with Alicia. And I was like, well, spring is sprung because like five people have hit me up this week. Mm -hmm. Then I'm like, oh, where have you been for several months? They've all been breaking out their little black books. (laughs) Yeah, They're ready. They've all been hibernating. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. My ex-husband definitely was affected by winter and he grew up in Arizona. So that's another question I have. So like you grew up in Seattle. Yeah. So you're used to the depressing weather like seven months out of the year, maybe eight. Yeah. I don't think I have seasonal affective disorder. I think I just have depression. So (laughs) just regular old depression. Right now I'm just referring to the weather. (laughs) Okay. And he grew up in an area that was probably the opposite, like nice weather. Yeah, Tucson, Arizona. Out of the year. So do you think that your energy level just adapts to wherever it is that you're currently residing, even if maybe you grew up in a place where you had no fatigue issues because you had nice, sunny, warm weather for seven months out of the year? Maybe, but I don't know that it adapts easily Mm -hmm. because... You know, if he's my example, then mm-hmm. it really got to him every yeah, year. Yeah, I just saw a posting actually the other day on the Nextdoor app where this lady was Get saying... Get off that fucking app already. I know. It is like a <laughs> sick drug. Uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> but anyway, she posted on there and said that she and her husband had moved here from... I don't remember where. Oh, so somewhere in California. And she was saying, like, we are really super struggling with this winter. Yeah. What do you people do here? (laughs) She's like, how do you survive this? Please. (laughs) Why do you think this is a coffee capital of the world? Seriously. I don't know. I can't imagine. I'm just trying to put myself in that position right now or in those shoes. I can't imagine moving from a place that's sunny all the time to a place that's not. Well, but, a lot of people don't make it. You know, people will move. And say, they, I, they I try. Couldn't, yeah. I couldn't handle the weather there. That's true. You know what? I actually do know someone, my friend Stacy, who you've met, mm-hmm. who was here for our listener party, who brought right. us those forbidden bubbles from Patterson. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Stacy. She grew up in Palm Springs. Okay. And moved here. And yeah, that's a big difference in the weather. Absolutely. And she hated the weather there. And she's always said she would never go back. I'm oh, sure that rain gets to her sometimes, but she much prefers it here. Well, I don't love the rain, but I do like the milder climate. Yeah, the big swings. I'm thinking about like, you know, Minnesota, where it's fucking negative degrees in the winter and then 100 and whatever in the summer. That's I can't do or that this time of year where you can have like a 70 degree swing in one day. Yeah. No, thank you. We've been a little all over the place with this. As we do. As we do. Jumping around. But I wanted to say, first of all, (laughs) is that 
in case you are one of those lovely people who think none of this is real and that depression can be cured with running shoes, <laughs> it's important to know that depression and seasonal affective disorder, they're different from just feeling sad or unhappy. Like everybody has those emotions sure. sometimes, right? It's not just an emotional thing. It is a chemical neurological thing. Mm -hmm. So if you are one of those people, kindly fuck off and read something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but also, there are things to know, like women are more affected than men. Why do you think that is? Does it say? It doesn't say. Maybe we produce higher levels of melatonin or something? When... Maybe. I'm not sure. But yeah, women are more affected than men. It's usually young adults, so it's rare in people under 20, but younger adults are affected more than older adults. Specifically, because if you're older, sad. you're just already jaded and cynical. <laughs> and so. tired already. Yeah. Like, I'm tired all the time. How can I tell? <laughs> and then there's things that can increase your risk of it. Family history, mm -hmm. genetic component to it. If you already have major depression or bipolar disorder. And then it says living farther from the equator, like we talked about with the decreased light in the winter. And then uh, lower levels of vitamin D. So in places that are not as sunny. Mm -hmm. And there's evidence that shows that um, even the people who think that sunlight is not necessarily the primary factor in SAD think that light therapy can help. Okay. I wonder if there's any programs on our kids' VRs for that. You know how you can do like exercise programs? Or stocking shelves at a stupid store. What the <laughs> fuck do they do that for? I don't some weird know. games on the I VR, know. man. I'm like, I've got some stuff you could put away. I know, right? <laughs> Would you like to help me put away the groceries? No, you'd like to do it with this fictional paper reams? Great. <laughs> it's like when they were little kids and they all wanted the fucking cash register. Yes. Because you know, oh I think because they pushed buttons and made noise. And they all wanted your phone and your keys, but not the toy ones. Right. They wanted the real ones. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it kind of make sense, though, that if you went into your VR and were at the beach and it was like bright sunshine and you heard the waves or something like I wonder if it would I, I know it doesn't necessarily like physically change anything like sunlight would but I wonder if it would trigger any yeah. hormone in your brain sure I mean it would be almost meditative right yeah I wonder if that's a thing I'm gonna look it up really quick okay I think that could help for sure. They talk about breathing exercises to help calm you down if you're stressed or panicked or whatever. And until I understood more of the science behind that, I sort of thought that it was just a distraction to like stop and breathe deeply is just a way to distract yourself from the thing that's going on. And maybe that'll help you calm down. But what was I listening to? I think it was Glennon Doyle's podcast a couple weeks ago. And they were talking about how your body does not differentiate between types of stress. It just knows that it's stressed. So you could be stressed about a test that's coming up or there's a lion chasing you and your body doesn't know the difference. And so you're going to have those cortisol reactions either way. And basically, if you like think about it in a really primitive way, if you stop everything you're doing and breathe slowly and deeply, mm -hmm. that's going to tell your body like there isn't a lion chasing me. It's safe to sit here right now and actually help you. Mm -hmm. I'd never thought about it that way before. So I can see how a VR at the beach on a nice sunny day, the waves crashing could be helpful. Yeah. Well, according to the internet, we are not the first brilliant people to come up with <laughs> What? This. Wait a minute. Apparently, this has been a thing for years. Shit. There goes our million dollar idea. No, another one bites the dust. <laughs> sort of like the uh, sex subscription boxes, sex toy subscription yes. boxes. It was a good idea that had already been had. 
but I might check that out because if it's like five bucks or some stuff's not that expensive on there. I mean, if you want to get, you know, like my kids got the Billie Eilish music pack, you know, that's like $15. Beat Saber? Yes. Yes. But I can't imagine just an environment where you're sitting on the beach pretending you're in the sunshine. I could use that at work sometimes. Actually. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, I'm going to just ditch out of like dip on <laughs> conference calls and be like, I'm sorry, I need to sit by the beach on my VR for a few minutes and calm down. <laughs> you know, I have not been able to use my VR in months now because every time I put it on, I get a headache within 10 minutes. Really? Is yeah. it, is it squeezing your head? I don't know. Like, I've fucked with the straps. I've adjusted it. I just... Are your eyes sensitive to the light in it or something? I don't know. It bothers me because I want to do it. There's some fun shit on there. I love Beat Saber. I want to mm-hmm. drum on a thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I have a very expensive paperweight now. <laughs> don't your kids use it? My kids still play hers all the time. My daughter never asks for it. What about your son? My son asks for it periodically, and it's never charged. Oh. And so I'm like, oh, we got to charge it. And then we forget because he forgets. Okay. And so two weeks later, when he asks for it again, yeah, yeah. it As just can needs see, to be charged. Mine is sitting on the table behind There us. it is. Yeah. They just plug it in when they're done playing it. Well, that would be the smart thing to do. <laughs> I recognize that. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine until the cats decide they're interested in it and then oh my they'll God. get destroyed. Yeah. Yours is just right there. Mm-hmm. They were really going after the margaritas hard earlier today. Oh, I mean, I can't blame them for that. That's the, true. The cat's not the kids. <laughs> right. To be clear. Right. <laughs> you know what's funny? This is a total segue. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I'm in for it. But, you know, this is what we do. I was base coaching on third base today during our softball game. Yes. And I could hear these moms on the other team. But I knew who the moms were because it was another team in our league. All the way across the field, they were chatting, and I wasn't paying any attention. And all of a sudden, I heard, and you bring Bloody Marys, and I'll bring mimosas. <laughs> and I was like, what? Did you yell from the from third base? I'm in. I wanted to be like, hey, what are you guys talking about? Um, hi, can I come? <laughs> and one of the daughters was pitching, and she goes, oh, my God, Mom, stop talking about alcohol, like in between pitches. <laughs> Amazing. That was so funny. Oh, these kids. <laughs> Well, I'm really hoping that we get some sun. Today wasn't bad, but I think the rain... Today got a little hot, actually. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't actually hot, but... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was like up in the 70s. No, it was hot for what I put on to wear today. (laughs) And then I was trying on dresses, so many dresses, in the fucking dressing room at Nordstrom Rack, and I was sweating. I was roasting, and I could not deal. But I also was wearing, like, winter boots basically not like snow boots but you know the other day i almost put on my boots that i wear in the winter because they're fucking waterproof and we're pretty much existing in a monsoon right now and i was like that's ridiculous i've never worn these in may yeah exactly so here is to no more rain which is not realistic i know (laughs) but we can dream yeah well it should be tapering off here at some point Indeed. I'm not sure it was a question that we were trying to answer, but I do believe that seasonal affective disorder is a thing. I agree. And there's a cat scaling my chair. I'm losing my shit because (laughs) Michelle keeps trying to get this cat to get off her chair and go away. Oh, no. There's the other one now. It just won't quit. (laughs) Oh, my God. Do you think it's a real thing too, right? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Look at us agreeing on them. <laughs> Finally. 
Yes, I definitely think it's real. And and I don't necessarily know what the reasons are, but all of this stuff about the decrease in light mm-hmm. and all the things that that affects makes a lot of fucking sense to me. Maybe our bodies just need more sleep in the winter. Maybe we would be Maybe. healthier if we got more sleep in the winter. I would be healthier if I got more sleep all the time. Same. Plus one on that. Yeah. Did you give these cats drugs today? Not that I'm aware of, but who knows what they got into. Fair. <laughs> They're really on one. I know. Okay, Megan. <sighs> okay. Don't know what time it is, but... 11.15. <laughs> My circadian rhythm is fucked. <laughs> yes. And no, I will not watch a show with you tonight. <laughs> oh, come on. You're already here. I'm going to bed. Fine. I'm probably going to end up cleaning chili up off the floor. <laughs> Fucking cat. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Friends, first of all, if you haven't been looking at our Instagram, you should, because there's some fantastic, ridiculous pictures of me and Megan and a cake (laughs) from our 100th episode party. You can also see a million other things we've posted there. You can also email us at cheers at prosecotheory.com. We would love to hear from you. You can buy some merch from us too at tpublic.com. Correct. And we are going to go get some sleep now. (laughs) Until next time. Cheers, my friends. Cheers. Cheers.